I kept it clean and in running order, but it was empty like me. Until the night I brought Rachel there. Sometimes I wonder if it's not just me who feels that emptiness, but if it's like that for everyone, we just don't know it. Maybe it's only with certain people that any of us really feel alive. Follow Me Down, a reckless book. Written by Ed Brubaker. Art by Sean Phillips. In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley, and with me, as always, is my uh, noir beachy detective, the one, the only. I'm Sean Phillips. Wait a minute. No, I'm not. I'm Travis Ratz here. You thought, right. uh, Josh, you thought you had a good guest today, didn't I you? I did have a good guest today. I don't. All right. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast, folks, where we dive deep into trades and graphic novels, or we talk what's going on in the world of comic books. And if you tuned in our last episode, we talked about cramming things inside of our stockings for Christmas. But this episode, we made a you think that's why they call it the Krampus. That is why they call it the Krampus. That is what they call it. Just want to make sure okay. on that. Sorry. Oh, hold on one second. One second. One second. Ooh. Oh, there we go. That's the Kankus. Uh, that's opening opening up a uh, a Mountain Dew Zero Sugar Spark. It's uh, nine fifty seven in the morning here in Arizona. Christmas mm. is around the corner. Got it. Got to drink my Mountain Dew to get me going in the morning. We today we made a commitment, Travis and I, to talk about everyone of these reckless books. And I think we have a gap. I think they are taking a break. They're going to do something else and then they're coming back to it. So folks, you won't happen to listen to us talk is this, about, is this a bit of a reckless commitment? It is a reckless commitment. It is. This is, Ooh, that's what you could call this episode. Oh, a reckless I think commitment. we need a whole separate podcast. Just pull these, start another one. People <laughs> want to know, know the difference. All right. So a reckless book, we are reading, follow me down the fifth in the reckless Follow series me down such a jagged little pill <laughs> by uh ed brubaker the writer and sean phillips the artist and uh we are reading this epic story and if you tune into the podcast before we did the first three together as one episode correct we did the fourth book as a standalone and we are doing the fifth book as a standalone episode as we read this wonderful book, both of us holding our hardcover editions, uh, written by Ed Brubaker, drawn by Sean Phillips, colors by Jacob Phillips, who is himself a pretty great artist on uh, that Texas blood. Isn't that the one he's drawing? Is that? Oh, it's his son, I think. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's let's get into it, Travis. First this of is all, our, congrats yeah. on the, this team for staying together. I mean, in this age where people are like hodgepodge to and throw throw on series, yeah, it's so great to have the continuity of the the three geniuses behind this. And I think maybe Josh might this. We can maybe safely say this has been our favorite thing in comics for the last year. Oh yeah, this is this is for sure been my favorite thing in comics. Probably, I, probably I would say Sean Phillips and. Ed Brubaker are probably my favorite things in comic books in the last five years. If I yep. could, maybe, maybe six, These right? There are they, a few of my favorite teams, Sean Brubaker they, and Ed Phillips. 
Yeah, they keep putting out great stuff. And look, they have a niche. They know what they're doing. And boy, do they do it great. And we've talked about this before on other episodes. This is how you get me to buy your damn book. Yeah. You put out one book and it's it's got everything I need in it. It's hardcover. It's pretty. It's colorful. It's great. I know what I'm going to get. So And maybe yeah. you can't do that if it's their first foray. These guys couldn't do this maybe 20 years ago and go, oh, yeah. Hey, here's our, here's our hardcover buy it. Right. They're at a point in their career where they can crank these out and people like you and I will go buy them basically because of the names on the book. Yeah. Well, I think we should start at the cover. Like, I think we should start doing, if we're going to be doing these reckless, reckless commitment, uh, yeah. we should treat it like the way people would review a bond, uh, film where before you start <laughs> talking about the story, you have to talk about the opening theme song and credits. Yeah, the opening theme song. Yeah. So we got to yeah. talk about the cover on this. Okay. Yeah. The, so the cover, the cover follows the same, uh, uh, tr- like I don't know, cover trope as the other ones. It's the book itself is in this. I, I love a beautiful like 1970s rock and roll cream, uh, as yes. I like to call yeah. this uh, on here. So all if you have all um, uh, five of the hardcovers, they look beautiful on the shelves next to each other because the spines are all that same background color, color, same fonts yeah. and everything like that. But now uh, they, we follow this collage, right? So the collage and all of them right. kind of bleeds into that that sparse a white cream background, and here, tells you what the story is right here, right? Yep, we've here, got Miss, yeah. we've got Ethan on the cover with the big uh, sledgehammer, a big sledgehammer. We've got in the background the menacing biker dude smoking a cigarette or lighting a cigarette. You've got. So where does it take place? San Francisco, baby. There's the bridge. We can see he's in the Bay Area, right? We know that that's there. And then we've got in the foreground, our femme fatale in her poncho holding a handgun. I mean, it's good. That sentence right there. We got our femme fatale in a poncho holding a handgun. I mean, I'm, I'm done. I'm right, I'm right, I, we're, we're right there. So and not like a rain poncho, but like a, a hippie, hippie poncho. Yeah. A hippie yeah. poncho with fringe. And, you know, you got that cigarette right on the cover. Love it. That's you lets you know. Um, um so this 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 story takes off. Actually, we, we actually really like this. Uh the fourth book, the one we read last, All My Ghosts or All the Ghosts, All the Ghosts. The Ghost in You. The, the Ghost, ghost in, in You. That's a different book, All My Ghosts. Yeah. Um, the Ghost in You uh, follows Amy, um, his, uh, or Anne. Um, <laughs> we're really good. Yeah, we're big, we're big fans. Uh, yeah. And so, uh, and it was her story. And so there was no Ethan Reckless to the end. And yes. we talked about that. Go listen to that episode on, on how we're like, like, all right, where is he coming in? And then after a while, you're just like, oh, I don't need him. I forgot about him. He comes in at the end and lets us know, hey, he was on his own little adventure. And maybe yeah. we're going to get to hear a little bit about that in the future. And Next guess time. what? It, he says he was up in the Bay Area. This cover says Bay Area. And our story is ready to begin. I love that. I love that. It's such like a little like. Yeah. Uh, homage to the old detectives where it's like, but that's a story for another day, kids. And he does right? that a lot. He's constantly saying like, but that's a story for another time. Um, right. And it starts off in a beautiful, like in medias rest, like the opening scene is so cinematic. 
it's a playground. There's a guy who's creepy in his like in his um, car at a playground. A woman walks up and says, "You know, it's you, isn't it? Don't you recognize me?" And the guy goes, "Wait, Rachel?" And she goes, "That's right." Boom! Blows his head off in like just a bottom and panel. Walks, yeah, walks away. And then fade to black as she gets into the car. All right, let's check in on Ethan Reckless. Right, like such a a great way. A very like, it looks Tarantino-y. Like it's very sort of like gritty San Francisco, like gritty LA, just California all over those panels. It's perfect. And then we have that fade to black and we go Ethan Reckless, as you would expect, the detect bummy detective doing something bummy. He's going out surfing, right? So right. it's like you expect when you like if it was a movie, it would fade to black and he's, you know, waking up from a hangover or doing the odd activity that that detective likes to do. Maybe he's in the video games. He's at an arcade. Maybe he's a surfer. Maybe he's, you know, like really into the ballet, like whatever odd, odd um peccadillo the detective has yeah you know is on display when that when yeah. that scene opens up again uh, uh, and, and it's fantastic and i just the narration in this book is always good ethan's narration is always great it's very like it feels like he's saying it sometimes authors will write and it's just written so if you think of like old narration no one talks the way that they narrate but this feels very much you can hear ethan talking to you Right. He's like, and the story got some coverage in the Oakland, San Francisco papers, but I didn't hear about it at the time. I was down in L.A. Why would I read a San Francisco paper? Right. Like just just very sort of like, of course, I didn't know about it. Yeah. Boom. And and then opens on him surfing and just being a bum. So the, pl- the plot of this one is like things are going like as well as they can be for Ethan Reckless at the beginning of this. Things aren't great, but things aren't hectic. You know, he's kind of yeah. pops into the theater um, and working with Amy slash Anna. Anna. <laughs> Anna. Yeah. Uh, and um, things are going pretty well. And and, and it wasn't until like his uh, neighbors uh, uh, who um, helped him out uh, when he was drunk and they kept someone from uh, breaking into his car. He became friends yeah. with these old like stoner guys, uh, this couple. And uh, one of them uh, asked him for a favor because his son up in San Francisco. Um, his girlfriend has disappeared. His girlfriend has disappeared. And he knows a little bit about Ethan's past because of those late night uh, uh, little uh, uh, smoking sessions they have going on. And he's like, listen, you, you do me a favor. And of course, you know, Ethan feels like he owes him a little bit and he likes the guy. So he reluctantly, as he always does, takes up the case. So right. we get a little bit of San Francisco earthquake talk yep. in here. It's a, um, it's a big thing because we we go there and we 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 find that the uh, the uh, the, um, the boyfriend or husband to this uh, husband uh, husband to this here. missing woman it had just survived the San Francisco earthquake. She almost died in it, and you get to see some great panels of the earthquake going down and stuff like that. And so. Um, Ethan's like, well, I can't promise you anything, but like, here, give me a little backstory on stuff. And uh, the woman got really distant and she left one day with a note. So Ethan's like, hey, leave the house. I'm going to look around because I can't have you here. And he finds in this book uh, this a letter, old, a letter yeah. from a prisoner. 
And it's basically a, I don't know what was sorry for what I did. I met a priest. I was wrong. Yeah. And, and Ethan knows what the full letter discloses, but we, the audience don't get it. You just get little shreds of it that you can read in the panel and kind of put it together. You know, like this is some sort of deep confession and someone was wronged. So Ethan goes to his buddy who used to work in some, you know, like detective or cop or FBI thing. He tracks down this this guy in prison. He goes visit this guy in prison. The guy is being tight-lipped. He's like, as soon as he finds out that Ethan's there to talk about this girl named Rachel, who now Ethan, that is the target of who Ethan is looking for, yeah. um, he gets all closed-lipped. And Ethan, like, of course, you know, he can't can't hit him because he's in prison, which is normally something that Ethan would do, right? So yeah. um, he's he, he gets a little information out of him. Uh, but it basically just uh, confirms what what he suspected. And so now yeah. Ethan's on the hunt for Rachel because he has surmised that uh, he put together that the opening panel, the girl who blows the girl the guy's brains out in the opening panel that he wasn't there to see, that that news story connects to this letter and things like that. And so now he's out to look for what everyone thinks is a missing woman, but this is actually a woman out for revenge. Yes, very, like, she's got her list of names, she's tracking them down, she's taking them out, and she asks Ethan to help her. Yep. And Ethan cannot say no. Mm -mm. If someone he recognizes needs help, He's got to help. Hey, Josh, you don't leave a uh, you don't hit a dog and leave it lying in the street. You don't leave you a, don't. a hit dog in the street, according to Ethan Reckless. That's right. That's right. You, you got to help in the face. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> of course, uh, they um, they they go out. Um, and the, the big thing is, like, he witnesses her her kill some guy. And then yeah. you would think he'd be like, listen, I don't want any of this. He goes, you know what? I get it. Yeah, I get and what I'm you're in. doing, and I'm in, Let's baby. Do it. Let's, I'm in. Because he doesn't want her. He doesn't want her to do it herself and get caught and get in trouble. Yep. So and he so, knows how to do it. Yeah. And get her, get away with it. They fall in love. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not in love, but they fall lust. in lust. They have some forest van doings. Yeah. And uh, then, like, it really does feel like this is a love of Ethan's life. It is stuck with him. He talks about it later. Like the end of the book is they meet each other later on, mm-hmm. right? As he's older and she's older. And the book ends with like her visiting the theater that he'd been talking about, right? It does this flash forward to them when he's old and grizzled and has a beard. And I want that book next. I yeah. want old grizzled. I'm not ready for it yet. I don't want it yet. Uh, I don't want it I yet. Wanted to, I wanted to jump ahead and then I wanted to come back. I want it like, oh man, it like, a little chubbier Ethan with a beard. I was like, yes. Well, Give okay. There's beard. so many things I want to go. Like we got to break down yeah. now because yeah. that, that's kind of the basic thing on there. And like, yeah, spoilers. I mean, there's really nothing to spoil in this book because we can talk about the ending. Um, it's not really about the plot as opposed to some of the other ones. It's not about like this yeah. revolving big case. It really is more about fleshing out the character of Ethan reckless and yeah. kind of like how he is the way he is. And, um, and us as, uh, middle-aged men connecting to him. <laughs> um, so every every reckless book has had kind of its as as is want with these detective stories. It's got kind of its own little um, mini topic. So we had one on like this um, 
Minutemen. The first one was like this Minutemen 70s group thing. We had one on like uh, uh, cultists, cults, yeah, porn in, film yeah, people, snuff films. Sm- snuff films. The, yeah. We had one on a haunted house. Uh, and then I'm missing, I can't remember what the other one was. Um, so it was corruption in, it was like, uh, government corruption, government corruption. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. And so, uh, this one I like to call the, uh, uh, diners and drive-thrus, uh, motels, diners and drive-thrus one (laughs) where it's like, okay, what can I, what kind of story can I give to give different visuals, whether it be a haunted house or like a film set or things like that. And I think one of my favorite things about this is all the hotel signs. Like when he's going through the motels, there's, it's, it's just great. And it's just like, Hey, you know what uh, Sean Phillips does? Well, he's like backdrops of like buildings that are, um, are period accurate hotel signs in this period accurate hotel buildings. So it's just him kind of like scouting out. So it is definitely the most road trippy of all the reckless books. And that really feels like where, the type of story differs in like it's okay and now we're going to put him on the road and because he is on the road for a lot well, this of this is a very like this is really sort of like that revenge story right the other ones aren't as revengey this is him helping somebody pick off people one at a time right mm. so you've got to find the guys you've got to see where they're at you've got to track them down and and that's like route 66 with all you know what i mean like did, your your different hotels in california going up the coast all that but be honest so did you miss la a little bit in this book uh yeah, I well, yes and no. I kind of liked the travel like the scene in the redwoods. I thought was really cool. I thought seeing the different sort of like open desert spaces was really cool. This is a lot of like outdoorsy stuff. Mm. Right? A lot of hotels and outdoors. And it didn't feel as sort of I mean we've talked about it before. Like LA is really a character in some of those other books, right? Not so much in this one, but I really did enjoy this sort of like change of scenery. It gave you a completely different sort of, and it like it's in the Bay area, but it's not in San Francisco. Right. So you're not getting like, you're not getting San Francisco stuff. cars and stuff. Like right. That, yeah. You're not getting any of that. So for me, I go like, Oh, you could, you could even do, you could take that, another time and actually do something in San Francisco. Like he takes a case cause he's hoping to run into her. Right. So that's something you could lay down the road that you could set one in San Francisco. Um, but I really did. I kind of liked the road trippy aspect of this. It was fun. Yeah, no, I, I did too. Um, I did miss LA a little bit. I missed some of the, the beach scenes and the beach coloring that Jacob yeah. would do and stuff like that. But, um, uh, I, I don't know. What do you? So let's talk about the femme fatale in this, Rachel. Because uh, I think yeah. of all the femme fatales, if we're gonna if we're gonna treat it like a Bond movie, we gotta talk mm-hmm. about the Bond girl, which in this one it very much is Rachel. Um, yes, uh, we've seen one just in just about every Reckless, maybe maybe not the last one. Um, well, you kind of get the movie. The Elvira is kind of yes. your. Right, she's kind yeah. of your femme fatale. She's she's, she's Anna's femme fatale. Right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, actually, you're right. So, um, uh, ranking there, where, where does Rachel stack up in your your uh, uh, list and uh, ranking of uh, uh, reckless girls? I think she's she's probably the most grounded one, if that makes sense. Like the most sort of like on Ethan's level, mm-hmm. right? Because she's very much like 
dealing with some of the, dealing with some demons. She's got her own stuff. She's not a victim, right? I mean, she's right, a victim, she's not a vic- but she's yes, not a victim. She, he's not out there saving her. He's out there like, okay, let's do this, right? Yeah. Let I'm gonna I'm gonna help you do this. I don't like you could do it yourself. You're gonna do it yourself, but I'm gonna I'm gonna help you do it. Um, I thought she was really great. I really kind of like. It's the first time you see Ethan sort of like that exterior kind of fade a little bit for mm-hmm. him. He's not as grizzled with her. He's not as like he's more chasing. Like he feels like he's yeah. you feel like he's chasing her a little bit. You know? Yeah. Well, he yeah. is at, out through Moses' book. Uh, he's you know physically chasing her and then metaphorically kind of like pining for her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there is this part in there where he's talking about um, you know like. When, towards the end she's like well why why did you help me he's like because i saw in you like me you know this uh ability to to look at revenge as something that is not like this shakespearean thing but just a mission that needs to be accomplished yeah you know it's not like oh i'm i, I i'm gonna go on this whirlwind revenge thing and then everything crashes down after that no this is one mission I'm out for this, accomplishing that, and then I'm going to have to live my life after that. And of course, right. it's going to affect it, but it's not. It, it, I'm going to live it the best I can. Um, yeah. And you have this beautiful prose at the end, which made me. Which is the first time, like, I'm looking at Ethan like this. He talks about like the numbness, like his inability to feel like highs and lows. Yeah. You know, and I thought that was really. Really interesting. Um, he's in the movie theater, and you could tell like he hasn't had the movie theater open for like five years, and he's he, and he's kind of like gone into a hermit where he's just routines, and he surfs all day and reads and watches TV at night, and he's kind of gone into this hermit mode where he's just yeah. kind of turned everything off. Uh, and there's something very like real about that like the sense of like hey that's what people sometimes do is like they just go into this neutral mode where it's like i don't have hots i don't have colds and that also is what allows ethan to do what he does in all these books is because the only emotion he can really feel like unabandoned is anger and rage yeah yeah and it ends on that great you ran over a dog last month I'm going to break all five of your fingers. <laughs> so yeah. He's like, what? He goes, he goes, I'm sorry. I didn't know. He goes, all right. I don't give a shit. Give me your hand. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I don't give a shit. Give me your hand. <laughs> uh, it, it, it is, it was really good. I also really like the, you see Ethan sort of snap mm-hmm. um, at that moment where they go, they're at that gas station and he sees the girl in, He's like scouting out and he sees a girl in the cage in the back of the van and he just takes off to go like beat shit. Right. Yeah. And like, the, like there's a guy who stabbed, there's another guy who's like the, uh, the whole gas station's on fire. He's beating a crap out of the guy as the fire's kind of around him. And he's, he just was like, no, this is, this is so not right. Like he yeah. couldn't wait it out. He had to go in right away. And they set up nicely like, okay, we have this plan. And then you see the panel of the girl. And he goes, he, he goes, I saw the girl in the cage and plan went out the window. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. And that is, I mean, that's, that's the character trait of this character, which makes, I mean, that's the reckless, right? That's the sense right. of once he sees red, he goes reckless. And so he's this very clever, very smart guy, 
but he's unable to keep his rage in check. And not yeah. in like some like, well, I guess it is kind of barbaric uh, on there, you know, but there is some sense that he recognizes like his flaw. And like, and it's directed, I mean, because it's a book, it's directed at something that you want it to direct it at, right? Yeah. It's not as though his rage is an unchecked thing that goes against good, right? His rage is is directed at something bad. And you're like, hell yeah, man. Go do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so when you yeah. think about the end, the thing about this book too is the end of this book is you spend so much time on this road trip and really the bad guys aren't as featured as much as, as they are in other reckless books. And right. you look at this cover and you're like, oh man, what a great design Villain, for a bad guy. Right? Like he looks great, you know? Um, and really it's not even about the bad, I guess all the stories really aren't about the bad guy, but um, in the main story, they get to the end and they like, they finally find the guy and they're like, well, he's a witness protection. And you, yeah. you, you feel on the, on your page, like, oh, I got a little bit of book left here. What's happening. And then like, oh, the, she meets reckless later in life. Oh, wait, the story is con- continuing. She found the guy and then she goes and you're like, well, now she's finally gonna get revenge. And again, turns out the guy she does end up killing the guy because the guy has alzheimer's and so it's it's not it's not satisfying uh for her so again we're the audience we're denied that like oh accomplishment of of doing that you know that sense of the mission is never accomplished that they were talking about on there right and like they again like they come together they go find him they go together to do it and she's like i can't right and um She's like, let's they like, let's go somewhere. Where do you want to go? And they end up back at the movie theater and just kind of being together, but not in that let's be together. And like, but it, it, it skips the whole part where like they're together in romance. It's not in the story, right? Like it literally says Rachel stayed for six months that first time. Then a while later, she came back three years, about three years. And like, you don't get that story. And then it was like, and then it became like uh, once uh, every couple of months. And it was like one every weekend. And we went to Hawaii one time. It was a yeah. weird specific. And that to me, I love that because it just felt like that's a huge, like if you're in a relationship with someone for like three years, you know, later in life, yeah. you know, you're in your yeah. 50s and then you, you hook up with someone for three years and you don't get yeah. married. And then it doesn't, it's not even like a hard out. It's like, but we still saw each other a little bit. Uh, right. It's, it, to me, I'm just like, that feels so it was real. like two two feels, damaged people who yeah. can't like who are like yeah no this was good it was fun i gotta go do my thing and then like okay we need like their magnet they they come back together again and i just like the ending the last line which says and she reminded me who i was after i'd spent too long forgetting right because after anna dies he kind of packs up doesn't do the theater isn't doing his thing right mm-hmm. and then she comes back into his life and then he's like okay i'm i'm back at it i know who i am I am the guy who has to do this. And then he goes and beats the shit out of that dude who, who hit that dog. Which is all like a metaphor for like why he didn't leave Rachel, you know, like the sense yeah. of like, oh, well, you know, she's a hurt, yeah. wounded animal. Yeah. Um, good book, man. Yeah. Good book. Uh, art, as always, I mean, we, I, we're we just going to, I mean, every time we read one of these, there's no doubt he is a master at what he does. Yeah. He draws vehicles and buildings and everything so well. His shadows are great. His facial acting is always good. He manages to like- Do you think it's getting better? Everything. Do you think it's getting better? 
I think I it think... might be getting better. Like sometimes you see like with like uh, series, the longer they go on, uh, they uh, artists, you know, they use less lines. We, they we use... talked about it where one of the books in the first three felt rushed. Like it felt like they wanted to get those first three out. Yeah. And it one of them felt rushed. But since then, they've all been just spot on. Yeah. He's so good at what he does. Um, and every panel could be your favorite panel. Every page could be blown up and it would be great. There's there's a like there's the scene where they're out in the desert and it feels very um it's the van out in the desert it feels very breaking bad right it looks like the winnebago in the middle of the desert like it's all very all of it he like they're in the redwoods and you see the trees and the wolves in the back the bear walks through camp like all of this is he it's a tour de force in this because he's showing you everything. He's showing all of his cards. He's like, look, I can do the outdoors. I can do indoors. I can draw you amazing hotel signs. I can do buildings. Like he's giving you everything in this book and he's doing it phenomenally. Yeah. And I think he's just so great at architecture too. We talked about me loving the hotel yeah. signs, but even like the outdoors of buildings, it's that Hacienda style when they're in parts of California, it's the, yeah. You know, um, nor it's it's just it's this well researched art too. You know, right? Like the like the the um, the hotel bathrooms. Like even that, I'm like, well, that's a yep, that's a hotel bathroom. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's hard. That's a dumb thing to say. Yeah. But he manages to do so many things so well um, that it there's like. There's one panel where he's looking through the binoculars and the binoculars look great. Like yeah. just that panel, that panel, he's looking through binoculars. It shouldn't be that good, but man, that's a good looking panel. He is so good at what he does. Yeah. It feels very star Wars. Yeah. It does <laughs> feel hair, very star with Wars. With the 70s yeah. hair. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. it, it's got, it must've been fun for him to do old Ethan. Yes. You know? Yeah. Like how do I make him look similar, but age him up a little bit. And it is, very good. Um, so, favorite panels. This is a hard one, man. There's so many good things. I think if I were gonna, if I were gonna pick um, that opening scene mm -hmm. when she when she that bottom him, panel, yeah, that bottom panel is great. But then there's another panel uh, when the explosion hits when he's outside of the gas station and it's all reds and blacks and his body like flying, yep. just like the mo. You can feel the momentum and movement in that panel and it's just done with lines i'm gonna i'm gonna i haven't cheated in a while so i'm gonna cheat i'm choosing a, a splash page and i haven't done this in a Is while it the hotel one I, and i'm like yeah hey, oh, it's, it's a little on those nudie, one. nudie one like i probably haven't done a nudie one since like preacher but uh the the nudie one i thought was actually a really kind of tasteful way and like like provocative way to do that i mean the, just the way it flows with those it's basically three sections the shower yeah and kissing and then the bed and then you put that that the the sex position one in the middle of that and it just i don't know it's just like let's just do it all on one page let's not take like yeah. 16 panels of this and spread it out let's just kind of lay it out and there's something very musical about that layout where it feels like there should be a saxophone, like an you know, like an eighty saxophone in the background, like. <laughs> I, yeah. 
Um, and let's just talk. I mean, we didn't we didn't mention it, but man, Jacob Phillips is doing a great job coloring. A Brightweiser used to do a lot of the uh, Elizabeth Brightweiser used to do a lot of the colors for Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. She's great. Um, and I think that Jacob Phillips has come in and just done a phenomenal job kind of keeping that sort of syrupy goodness, that sort of like very washed color of it all. Um, and just, there's nothing about these books that is bad. I can't, I can't say a single thing that's bad about them. I want well, them. I could say that I want a reckless television series. I want, I, I want it. I just need it to happen. Um, I'm sure how have they not pitched how they not gotten this picked up by somebody well, I'm sure all his stuff is optioned as before it's even published right who is your who's your ethan reckless like oh like today yeah who would be obviously your, it's like robert redford 1978 <laughs> uh, you can't you can't pick him though <laughs> who's your um, actor now who's who do you put in god well i mean you can kind of pick and choose because age really isn't that big of a deal depending on which which reckless story you're telling um oh do you have one in mind uh i think i don't want to i don't want to throw something out because this is the character is important to me (laughs) here's 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 i don't love it but for me like chris pine is like ugly enough chris pine's good and he's not tall and he's not overly handsome you'd have to rough him up a little bit right like don't let him shave, shag that, give him that 70s sort of hair thing going on. And I think he'd be really, because he's not tall, right? No, like, he's, he's not great. Like he's great. Movie star tall. I think he'd be very good. That's a great, he's got that California surfer look to him. You can get in yeah. there. That's a great one. Uh, there was yeah. this one movie he did like a Western, like about four or five years ago. Um, that was really, really good. And he had kind of an Ethan Reckless vibe to it. Um, something with the devil in it in title. But um, yeah, that's, I mean, I don't think I can beat that. That's a good one, right? <laughs> yeah, <That's> yeah. <laughs> but I wanted a TV show. I don't want a movie. I want the TV show so you if can If really... you put one of the Hemsworth in this role, I'm going to be very upset with no, you. No, yes. Very upset. It cannot be a Hemsworth. They're too pretty. Yeah. Chris Pine uh, is just goofy looking enough. Yeah, like part of me would love a series. They're going to get one eventually, right? Yeah. Uh, I want it to do, I want them to do it right. I don't want them to like rush it out and put it on like AMC or something like that. I want like no, a, I want, a proper I want, yeah. premiere television. Give it to me, yo. But uh, at the same time, it's like... Not HBO I, Max. Not HBO Max. I do like, because, you know, we're kind of like, you know, you go in and out of comics and, and how much you're reading and how much good comics are out there. And I always do like the fact... I, I always like when it, when a medium has something that no other medium has. Right. And so there is I mean, a little bit of that where it's just like, I know how awesome Ethan Reckless and this is. is. And this is so good that yeah. you don't want something to not be as good. Like the Why the Last Man show. Yeah. Why the Last Man is such a good book. And I guess like the book is dour and sad, but then they did the TV show and it just felt even more like, and maybe because it came out during a pandemic and that kind of like really like, I was like, oh, this isn't, this isn't fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Maybe that's what got me. Uh, but it No, just it wasn't fun. And, no, the, the show wasn't fun. Right, right. And this is good and I don't want it to be tainted. And I just want to give anybody who wants to read something, all five of these and go here. Just, yeah. I just don't think you can get better than this. I just don't think you could make a better, like, I don't think, I don't think HBO or they, they they can improve because right with the coloring, it's so there, the drawing is so there. It doesn't, 
all it's missing is motion and they even are able to do that i don't you know yeah it's just like uh you know one of those things i want to exist for like 50 years and and still be able to be like you don't know what reckless is okay it was this (laughs) book they did back in the 2020s (laughs) (laughs) and it's wonderful uh but yeah dude fantastic all right i think that's all we got to say about it go get this if you haven't read any of these you could go get them and read them yeah there's, I mean, even if you don't, even if you just want to read them digitally and save yourself some scratch, I would say that's the bad move. They I have, great. I have them digitally and in hardcover. <laughs> I have the first, I have the first two digitally. Then I have three, four, five hardcover. I need to go back and get books one and two hardcover. Yeah, before they get that, those printings good out and they put different yeah. covers on them and then it fucks up your collection. I know, and it'll make me angry. But we want to thank you for tuning in, folks. Uh, we appreciate it. You can find the show over at comicexposure.com. And like a million years of podcasts, you can go check them out. We have so many books. If you're like, oh, I want to read when the image boom was happening. Well, that's when we were happening. So yep. you can go back and check out all those books uh, as we talk about those. You can visit us as we found weird stuff to read over the last couple of years. We're like, Hey, let's just weird. Let's read some weird stuff. Let's go fill some odd holes over the summer and, and read some weird things. Um, we are Marvel summer was a good one. That's that, that was, was a good, good event. One. Marvelous summer. And then we, we just, we read some oddball stuff that we were, we're like, okay, let's do this. Uh, check it out. We've got a couple things coming up on the radar. Uh, Andrea Consolvi is going to be back on as we read Refrigerator Full of Heads is coming up. We're going to have Dr. Dan on so that we can, he's, it's dealer's choice. We're either going to read the new Catwoman uh, that just finished up, Catwoman Lonely City, a DC black label, or we're going to read the jock written and illustrated Batman One Dark Knight. So okay, it is I've read dealer, either of those, so. dealer's choice. Dan's going to pick one of those for us. Uh, and he's going to be on the show and maybe we'll just read both of them and we'll do one and Dan will do the other. We'll figure out what we're going to do. But ladies and gentlemen, double holiday issue. In. You're the Batman, Batman New yeah. Year's folks. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. And uh, anything else, Travis? Mm, I think we will see them next trade. Next trade. Next trade.